0: Greetings, Mind Crafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft episode. Today, I got another snowy one going on in Vermont here. No big surprise there. It is absolutely beautiful, really coming down, too. Anyway, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am your hostess with the Mostest. Hopefully, you know, conveying the message that we, that becoming the boss of your brain is key to living your best life. So, today, what I'd like to talk about is. Becoming a Money Magnet. And my inspiration for today's show comes from Rhonda Byrne, author of The Magic. She's also the author of The Secret, for those of you who may have read that and kind of know about the Law of Attraction. So anyway, Rhonda starts out with a quote from a Lutheran pastor named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who says, It is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. And, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that this sort of spoke to me because I never, never, literally never, so not a word I use very often, surprises me when I go to do a, a, an episode. And sometimes I'm doing like a little mini-series and I've got a, somewhat of a plan for that. Um, and, and other times I just kind of start reading and, and watching things and talking with people. And sometimes things just surface. In fact, I would say that happens lots lots of the time. And it's just the universe just... Speaking to me. Right. And I would tell you that this one is a perfect fit because I was, I had the, the honor and privilege of spending the weekend with some masterminds, literally at a conference. And I mean, they are all about what we're talking about today. Um, which Rhonda starts out by saying gratitude is riches and complaint is poverty. You know, these, these genius minds I hung out with all weekend are all about this. You're very gratitude focused, very much, um, you know, verbalizing it constantly. And uh, they would 100% agree that gratitude is riches and complaint is poverty. And Rhonda says that this golden rule is the rule for your whole life, whether it's your health, job, relationships, or money, the more grateful you can be for the money you have, even if you don't have very much, the more riches you will receive. And the more you complain about money, the poorer you will become. I can right away think about two other people, and there's way more than than these two, actually three. So they throw Wayne Dyer in there. The more you complain about money, the less you're going to have. It's just how it works. Abraham Hicks talks about this because we're talking about scarcity mindset, and when we when we are residing in a place of lack, we actually attract more lack. It can look in all different. It can show up in all different ways. Just another bill you didn't expect. <laughs> a blown tire. It's just, uh, you thought you paid for this and you looked in your, in your bill drawer and lo and behold, you thought you did, but you didn't, it'll just show up in a way that's just, you know, more lack because it's just how the universe works. Um, another one who says this is my dear friend, Oprah. She talks about, you know, even if you have $10 in your account, and obviously she's very wealthy now, but she wasn't always that way. She's very honest about her whole you know journey through in her profession. And, you know, if you've got $10, $10, at least it's positive, right? You're in the black instead of the red, you know, having $10. So being thankful for that. And also another thing when I was reading this, what Rhonda says, Abraham Hicks, I already said her, but she does something similar to what Rhonda does, which we're going to get into in a second. But Abraham Hicks does this whole thing where she kind of thanks her bills. Like, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for this bill because this means that whoever loaned me the money for the car or the house or the electricity, which is a service but uh, versus a material thing, but it's still an exchange of life minutes, right? Thank you for trusting me that I'm going to pay you. Um, and it's interesting what what uh, Rhonda does, which we're going to get to shortly. She does something super similar. Wayne Dyer also talks about this. If we stay you know, in this place of scarcity you know, mindset, which is I don't have enough, then we're going to attract... More of not having enough, if that sounds correct, which is it, which, which it absolutely is. Um, so, and scarcity mindset. Forgetting the authors of that book, I own a book called Scarcity, and anyway, you can look it up. I don't know the authors. It's white with red with like a red title, and it's so spot on. So anyway, so money isn't the only way to be scarce. We can have a scarcity of love, a scarcity of self esteem, a scarcity of confidence, scarcity of time. Scarcity of appreciation, there can be all different scarcities. It's all coming from a place of deprivation. Money is the one most people think of right away, but there are other types of scarcity besides money. So Rhonda says that most people wouldn't think they complain about money, but if there's a lack of money in their life, they're complaining without realizing it. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm no complainer. And I've caught myself in that sometimes when you're just like running through your head, you know, the paychecks are coming in like in a week. And what am I, where's, what am I going to do with it? You're just driving. And it's easy to fall into this trap. It's very easy to fall because you don't feel like you're complaining. You think like you're just planning. But if you're planning with negative emotion, because my checks are already gone, I didn't even get it yet. You're sort of subtly complaining. It's kind of like, you know, a blatant lie versus being evasive. It's all still deceptive. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of, you're still complaining. It's just not overtly complaining. So she says complaining happens through people's thoughts as well as their words. And most people aren't aware of the many thoughts in their head. Any complaining, negative, jealous, or worried thoughts, or see that or worried thoughts. That's what we're talking about right there. Or words about money are literally creating Poverty people don't get this. I'm like so aware of this. I am so aware of this and I got briefly Like walked into that not that long ago. I was riding the jeep I'm planning things out and i'm like wtf man like what where's all this going? And then she says and of course the biggest complaints come when money has to be paid out And the reason is because money is an exchange of our life minutes our precious most valuable life minutes so it can be frustrating when we are spending our life minutes, we could doing we could be doing lots of other things to cut hair or fix cars or perform surgery or do whatever, teach yoga, to um, have to then shell out, you know, as much as we're making or more sometimes, right? It can be very frustrating. And also, please realize I've been there. You know, I was there definitely, you know, my 20s. I just didn't, I wasn't at this place yet, you know. And I, for a lot of years, I really, when I, when I thought of it and looked back, I blamed myself There's a ton of shame involved with my whole relationship with money, just way too much to get into in this episode. It's in one of my Ted talks though, actually just, oh, it took me so while, to, so long to get quite a while, so long to work myself out of that because it was just so much was in my hard drive. And eventually I did now. It's been quite a while, um, though, wow, it can really, especially with the messages we get you know, from the world about man- money management and and misspending and things like that. And 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 if you're neurodivergent, you have a hard time with it anyway. And people might give you a pass when you're 15, but not so much when you're, you know, an adult with kids. And there's just it doesn't go down a road that's very good. And I just wasn't seeing it. I wasn't ready yet to see it. The light bulb just didn't go on until I don't know about probably twenty years ago for me it just was a slow thing that so anyway it's all it's all healed up now but she says Rhonda says if you don't have enough money paying your bills can be one of the most difficult things to do it can it, it can seem like there's a greater stream of bills and there's money to pay for them but if you complain about your bills then what you're really doing is complaining about money and complaining keeps you in poverty if you hear one thing from this this episode this podcast today it's that lack attracts more lack, and if you complain about money, you're keeping yourself in poverty, and here is why. Every single thought that crosses our mind expands, whether it's a good one or a bad one, it expands, and we allow it to hang around, as you've heard other episodes, for longer than 17 seconds, it's a real—it's like pushing a really heavy, wet snowball uphill. You can still do it, but it's awfully hard, so it's really important to nip this stuff in the, in the bud, because... Because the thoughts expand, the universe hears every single thing we think. And so if we're thinking, thank you that I have $10 in the bank and I'm not in the negs. All right. Or I'm in the negs. So thank you. I'm less in the eggs than I was yesterday. Because, because you, the universe ex- responds to gratitude. Oh, wow. She's so grateful for her $10. I'm going to give her more. More abundance. More maybe what my husband calls miracle checks, which is we've talked about that since. We were newlyweds. You know, we were both working. It's still pretty bo- broke even when we were both working. And then every once in a while you get like uh, from the insurance company, you know, everybody did well. It was like 35 bucks or something. You just got like a free show. Ch- you overpaid something. Or, you know, the action, class action suit from something you bought 10 years ago. And here's 5 bucks for that. Thank you. Thank you for the $5. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wayne Dyer. When he finds a quarter on the ground, picks it up. He said he didn't used to do it, but he he did at that time. Thank you. This is is extra money. It's, It's a sign that more abundance is on its way. And he had a huge jar in his house that probably had hundreds and hundreds of dollars in it with dirty coins that were extra, you know. Thank you for this extra money. Thank you for the additional income. Of course, the flip side of that, is when we're whining and complaining about money we're not and I'm not saying it's not real it's stressful i mean i think not everybody for sure but most people have been there at some point i certainly know what it's like to be down to nothing i mean down to like a dollar i mean i think most of us have some idea what that that that's like and the thing is if we're not gra- grateful for even the 10 dollars in our account or somebody who just bought us a lunch and just treated us and maybe 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 didn't even know we didn't, you know, weren't in a good place, but they just treated us. So therefore that, you know, the 20 bucks we were going to spend on lunch, now we don't have to. Right. So that's additional income. Say, thank you for that. Even though we're, well, we're grateful for the friend, obviously first, but money wise, you just, you just had to not spend money. So that therefore that's extra money in your pocket. Say, thank you in your head just say, thank you for that. Because the opposite is the universe noticing, well, she's not even grateful For, you know, I just helped her line up that new car. So, and she doesn't even seem too grateful for that. So why should I give her any, why should I give her anything else? I just sent her a miracle check. She's like, oh, well, that was nice. The insurance company just sent me 35 bucks, but, you know, I pay them every month. So it's about time, you know, having a whole different attitude towards it. Why should I send her anything else? And it's kind of like the analogy I've used in the past. When somebody walks in with a birthday gift or a gift for for no reason, which is even better. And it's all wrapped up in nice paper with a big bow and you open the door and and he says oh I got you this I was thinking of you I was down in whatever island and and I know how much you love sea turtles so I got you something really cool. I want you to I can't wait I can't wait to see your face when you open it. And you say, oh yeah thanks. Can we just can you just set it on the coffee table for now? I'm kinda hungry. Can we go to lunch? I mean think about that. Who's gonna get you a present again? You know, no one because you were total ingrate for the nicely wrapped, beautiful, you know, maybe sea turtle, you know, carved out of coral or something. Like, who knows? And that universe is the same way. When you're grateful for the smallest little thing, more comes to you. When you don't, when you leave, you just don't acknowledge things. thing. It's like an unwrapped gift. And it, and um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not good because the universe is, well, if you can't even appreciate this. I went out of my way for it. So you're not going to appreciate anything else. And that's just the basic law of the universe. Sarandas so goes on to talk about how you know it's a tough, tough sell, basically, right? To when you don't have enough money and you're and you're really feeling the pinch of that, and to ask you to be grateful for your bills, that's a hard thing. But really, um, we want to switch, you know, to to really, you know, turning the mindset around with that because it does matter. She says to be grateful for a bill, think about how much you've benefited from the service or goods on the bill. If it's payment for rent or a mortgage, be grateful that you have a home and you're living in it. You know, what What if the only way you could live in a home was by saving up all the money and paying cash for it? That's a, I mean, we have a mortgage right now and I love our house. And I'm grateful for it every single day. It needs tons of work. And that, not that that doesn't get frustrating, but I'm grateful for it every single day. What if there was no such thing as lending institutions or places to rent? Most of us will be living on the streets. So be grateful to lending institutions or your landlord because they have made it possible for you to live in a home or apartment. So the next little bit is similar to what Abraham Hicks said too, right? So she said, if you're paying for a, a bill for get, like a service, right? A gas, electricity, for us it's propane. Um, think about the heating or cooling you received, the hot showers, and every appliance you were able to use because of this service. If you're paying for you know the internet or phone, she says, imagine how difficult your life would be if you had to travel vast distances to talk to each person individually. I mean, I'm chuckling, but that would be the alternative, right? I mean, riding on horseback, I'm thinking a little house in the prairie, riding on horseback from one house to the other just to have a conversation. If you look at it that way, it's a super convenience. Um, think about how many times you've been able to call family and friends, send and receive emails or access information instantly through the internet because of your service provider. All of these remarkable services are at your fingertips, so be grateful for them and be grateful that the companies trust you by providing their services before you have paid for them. So that was that Abraham Hicks thing. I've been doing that. I've been, you know, for a while now, thank you for this. Thank you for, you know, when I catch myself, cause I could, I admitted to you very humbly. I did catch myself. I was riding in the Jeep and I'm like, ah, bah Because we had this big, huge car bill and that, cause the thing happened. And then, and then I said, sort oh of, wait, well, easy. All right, easy. Thank you that, you know, we have the car to pay the bill for. Thank you that, the, you know, let's say, um, the propane bill is another one. You know, thank you, because I was irritated about that, those prices going up briefly. I reeled myself in. Thank you, that's true, that they trust us to pay it. They bring it ahead, they fill the tank, they send the bill, and then we pay it. So, uh, so yeah, and I've really kind of gotten, or so let's just not say past tense, gotten, I am getting into a way, a much better habit with that, for sure. And so the main theme here is that lack attracts more lack, Scarcity mindset is no place we want to reside. It goes no place good. Scarcity is about more than money. It can be relationships. It can be it can be love. It can be self-esteem. It can be time. It can be appreciation. Um, it can be in a, certainly a scarcity of self-value. All these other things. But residing there goes nowhere good because the universe responds to each and every thought we have. Every thought expands and so we've got to nip them in the bud and shift into a place of gratitude. This is how to become a magnet for money and wealth in general, which is a much broader definition. Awesome. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful, snowy, snuggly northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.